Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. Ah, so I have a bone to pick with you. Yes. Since we've gone into lockdown, I like to have a lazy morning where I go for a long walk. Yep. I make my breakfast. And these 9am interviews. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it when the talent are in LA, okay? (laughs) So Joe messages me this morning and says, are you all ready? And I said to, I was on a walk with my mum and I was like, Did you not check your diary? No, I did. I said to mum, but she was walking really slowly and I said, hurry up, hurry up. I've got to get back. And so we we come back towards out of the park and I was like, I've got to go. And I ran. I started running and then I was puffed. I'm surprised you weren't puffed. I didn't really hear you huffing and puffing on the other end. I've got end. to be honest with you. I'm getting a, I'm getting a little bit fit in ISO. Oh, okay. I Watch out. <laughs> Someone's going to come out ripped after this. I've been cook. It took me six weeks in ISO to start cooking. And yeah. Yeah. We were on the acai bowls and everything. So on that note, welcome to our next bonus episode. Yes. <laughs> Just in line with our theme of the podcast, which is trying to be J-Lo, we yes. have assembled another member of her glam team. We are on a mission. So today joining us on the podcast is Tom Baycheck, her manicurist or manicurist because he mm. is a man. Um, <laughs> if that wasn't self-explanatory enough. <laughs> He's coined that, by the way. Yes. Yeah. He made it up. Up. He made it a thing. So yeah, we hope you enjoy our chat with Tom. And JLo, if you're listening, we want you. We want you. <laughs> <laughs> this is all for you. <laughs> we get we get quite a people, a lot of people asking us, like, is there gonna be video? And we're like, no, don't worry, because we we wear like our pajamas in the morning. So I love it. <laughs> well, no, that, and that was my question earlier. I was like, wait, is there a video element to this? Because I'm like, ah, oh, I've got it set up. Like, where am I going to sit? Where does the light come in? (laughs) Funny thing is both of my boys, one records music. He does production and helps like uh, YouTubers and things produce their music. So he's got a full setup with, you know, the the full microphone, like a recording mic and headphones. And then my other son, he's a streamer. So he does uh, video game streaming. And right. so same thing. He's got like three monitors and the microphone and the headphones. And so you were like fully set up, ready for this. And now I'm just like recorded on your phone. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, I could use my phone. What? <laughs> well, I guess we should probably introduce you. Joining us today is manicurist Tom Baycheck from LA. Thank you for joining us today, Tom, because we're huge fans of JLo's whole glam team. And you happen to be a very key <laughs> member of that team. Are you are you missing dealing with your celeb clients? You know what? I kind of am. It's like, yeah. you know, it, it was, I'm going to say the first month mm-hmm. was nice. Yep. To have a break. <laughs> it's funny. You watching everybody like, yeah, it's time to level up. It's time. I'm like, no, I'm out by the pool barbecuing because <laughs> when, when everything started to, to happen, when everything started to, to break down, you know, the studios, you, we were working on TV shows. We were we had music videos scheduled, things that had to be done. And they literally threw like a month's worth of work into a week and a half because they're like, mm-hmm. no, things are shutting down. And so we we did 
worked a lot of hours those last couple of weeks. And so it, it was nice yeah. to take a little break. Yeah, well, we love that you've coined the term manicurist because it's usually a very largely female saturated industry, especially in nails, not just beauty. But how did you even end up where you are? I'm very interested to know how you've become a celebrity manicurist. Oh my gosh. It, you know, what's funny too is uh, I remember one time I was doing, I believe it was Cindy Crawford. And um, I was like, hey, I'm Tom. I'm going to be your man. You know, I did my air quotes. I'm yeah. being clever. She's like, yeah, I've heard that before. I was like, what? <laughs> no, that's mine. And she's like, no. I was like, oh, great. Okay. Um, that, and I said, yeah, that's why I leave the jokes to the professionals and uh, I'll do nails. So I went to school originally for graphic design and I had gotten into airbrushing. And I'm kind of like a, a SoCal kid. So, you know, we grew up on BMX bikes, skateboards, snowboards, motorcycles, going to the beach. If there was a board, we were on it. And I got into airbrushing. So my plan was to open a studio and um, custom paint race car helmets, hockey masks. My brother and I actually just got like a, a, a local sponsor to race jet skis. And um, wow. Yeah, so we were. That was kind of like our goal. We're going to travel around the country. We're going to custom paint professionals' helmets and skis, and you know, we're going to have a great time. Which shows you my maturity level. You know, we're going to travel around the country and be on our skateboards and and paint um, at at 24 years old. And uh, my wife and I found out we were getting ready to have our first child, and so the whole like starving artist, living out of the back of a pickup truck, not really mm -hmm. how I wanted to raise a family. Um, mm -hmm. And so things got real, real quick. And it was like, you know, what are we going to do? What am I going to do? And uh, we were having dinner with my cousin who was actually going to school to cut hair. And he's, and he was like, well, you know, during times of recession, studies show that the beauty industry actually increases in revenue because people want to yeah. look good and feel good. He actually said alcohol and beauty <laughs> they want to look good and feel good i was like oh that makes sense um and i was like well i don't know anything about alcohol so um i was like that's great but i don't have a year and a half to go back to school for hair and makeup and he was like no nails and i'm standing on my skateboard i'm like nails what are you talking about like, are you crazy and he was like no i'm serious just change your canvas First, he told us about these two cousins. To get your license, it was like 500 hours. So it was like four months at school. You graduated, these two guys, they opened their own salon. They were each only working half the week. One would work the first three days, one would work the second, and they were each bringing in six figures a year. And my wife's wow. eyes glazed over and dollar signs appeared. Yeah. And she's like, you're gonna do nails and you're gonna work six days a week. I was like, and then, you know, honestly, like it just made sense. I, and I can't explain it. All I could say was by the grace of God, because all of a sudden light bulbs went off and I just saw the same type of opportunities where if I'd opened, you know, a studio for airbrushing, I could do with a salon. I could set my own hours. Um, mm -hmm. I was really only limited by the effort that I wanted to put behind it. If I needed to make more money, I could work more hours. If I needed to take time off because the kids were in sports or dance or whatever, I could work around and set up the ability to take time off. And it just, it all, and then I just realized that, hey, wait a second, I taught my mom's manicures how to airbrush nails. Because in the early nineties, the whole nail airbrush thing had just begun. And they, and you know, ladies were getting full sets airbrushed with like Hawaiian scenes and sunsets and, you know, over yeah. Detroit and Chicago, we're getting like crazy wild, you know, three-dimensional designs. 
And it just, my cousin's like, just change your canvas, you know, go from the helmets and the hockey mask and go down and take that art and go down to, you know, the size of a nail. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That's such an amazing story. Yeah, I, I wasn't that. expecting I just, that. <laughs> that's I wasn't expecting that. I I think that is so true, though. It is quite an art form, and I, and I and when I look through your Instagram, I'm just like, there's so many iconic nail looks mm-hmm. that you've done. My goal uh, is to look younger than J Lo. So we asked Chris Appleton if he had any secret tips. Do you have any you can offer us? Hmm. Regular manicures for sure. (laughs) We change her nail color as often as we change her look. Well, I love that look with the the neon. I was just like, I need to get some neon in my life. Right? Yeah, that was a spunky look. I loved it. Just proves neon works at any age. Like it's all how you rock it. Like, yeah, absolutely. You just have to own it. If you if you wear anything and you're kind of sheepish and shy about it, people know. But if you're out there and you're like, yeah, yeah, this is me, people are like, yeah, I love that. It's funny how many times, you know, you could do a crazy cut or my kids will tell me like, we'll do something fun where we bleach out the hair and they're nervous about it. And like, you just have to own it. Like, yeah, this is me. Watch out. And they come home and they're like, people are like, whoa, your hair, dude. Too bad I can't get away with something like that. But you totally can't. Like, <laughs> and it just changes people's, you know, perspective. That's the best part about nails, too, is it's so non-committal. Like, you can have fun. You can you know, rock neons for the weekend and then go back to nude for the office. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but I sit at the nail salon every time and I always get the same OPI bubble bath (laughs) shade because I'm too scared to go rogue and get something I'm going to (laughs) hate. See, I don't. I'm the one that, do you remember that time I got green nails, Joe? Yes, And you were like, what? Like Shrek nails. I would call them (laughs) Shrek nails. And and Joanna looked at me and was like, what if, why did you do that? And they didn't match any of my clothes. No. They were they were not good. They, that was a bad that was a bad risk. That know? was I did not own those at all. <laughs> no. Wait a second. This doesn't even go with anything that Nothing. I Nothing. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> As you said, Tom, some of your clients include Selena Gomez, Kim Kardashian West, which I'm so jealous about. Can you tell us how you conceptualize a nail look, especially for events that aren't going ahead this year, like Met Gala or red carpet events, when you're working with such a big team of stylists and makeup artists, and how do you work with all of those people in that team and your client to come up with what they're after? You know, what's funny is that I find that the more of an A-list a client is, the more of an A-list the the members of the glam team are, the easier they are mm-hmm. to work with. Okay. They, they've gone through it. They're not there yeah. to prove anything. We're here to support the talent. Like whether mm-hmm. it be Kim, Jennifer, whoever, it's like our job is to make them look good, to make them comfortable. And I find that the people who are at the top of their game, that's what they're there for. And that's what they're concerned about. They're not worried about being the star in those moments. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we each want our piece of the picture you know when it comes out so we're all doing our best but everyone's so respectful with each other and very collaborative the thing that that i love with my teams is that we all work together like with the makeup it's like oh you're doing that sparkle on the eyes we could put some of that in the nails or check out these elements in the clothes what about this color oh my god i could do that with the lip you know and we'll literally Mm -hmm. work back and forth from elements in the styling to Uh, textures, sparkles, colors in the makeup to colors in the nail that end up completely changing the whole uh, look or direction of the look 
with the outfit we were going for. Yeah, I've seen some amazing embellishments that you've put onto nails and just looks that are like next level. I think Hannah and I probably both want to know what your favorite one has been. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably like choosing your favorite child. What's your favorite yeah. nail look you've ever done? <laughs> right? It's it's almost impossible because there's so many looks that you love each look for its own reason, whether it be because, oh my God, I got to walk out, you know, during the halftime show at the Super Bowl, oh and these nails bring back such a great memory and how the they look like fractured glass and played off of the Versace dress. And to you know, us doing a late night nail appointment because she was taken off at four in the morning to head to Japan for, you know, a private show where we did some crazy cherry blossom, uh, setting sun, rainbow ombre, J-Lo sparkle nails. There's just, there's so many different times where it's just like, it's more about, I love these nails because of the the occasion that they're attached mm. to. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of occasions, we chatted to Chris about the Super Bowl and how much yeah. of an epic experience that was. Can you talk us through what that was like working on the Super Bowl performance? For sure. Like, and the Super Bowl for me was a little bit difficult because everything is kind of coming together. Like I, I work really closely with Jen stylist, Robin Marielle. They're really good at getting me like, well, we here's a drawing of what the halftime, you know, outfit is going to look like. It won't be ready till the day before. Um, so he, here's wow. sketches, you know, and then here's a picture of the material and then here's a mock-up. So we start, you know, as we get closer, I get a better idea of what it is. And then for me, it's about, okay, if I was, Versace, if I was whoever, and, and it's my outfit, how would the nails complete the look? Any of the, of the elements within the whole look can't really stand on its own or it, it takes away from the whole look. Like everything really has mm -hmm. to come together. The hair has to be a certain way. So like with Chris, it had to be classic J-Lo, but modern uh, in what it was. And it yeah. couldn't catch on the outfits because of all of the different uh, changes she had and switching the cape and like, yep. and then with the nails, same thing, the nails had to be shorter because she was pulling off pieces of her outfits and, um, and handing mics and doing, you know, she's on the pole. So like, how do I bring what's new and cool, but give it that JLo style. So I think for me with my art, mm -hmm. it's about knowing what's kind of happening trend wise or what's going to happen, but then also incorporating my client's personal style to that. So that whether mm -hmm. I'm doing a beautiful classic nude or I'm doing, you know, Swarovski encrusted crushed glass, it all feels like J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. Do they often bring ideas to you and you just go like, mm, I don't love that? Or do you generally go with their kind of direction or are you the one bringing stuff to them? They, they always give direction. Like not always. Yeah. Like there's so many times where, you know, I'll... I'll come up with a client and I'm like, Hey, what are you guys feeling? They're like, I don't care. Pick something. And those are the hardest times. Okay. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Give me something to go on here. Um, I'm like, well, what are you doing this week? Where are you going? Is this a laid back week? Do you have an event? Are we are you shooting anything? You know? And so you kind of have to pull direction out of them. But usually when there's an event, yeah. like a music video, the Super Bowl, et cetera, we get together as a group. Sometimes Jen will start sending me things in advance. Like she's like, ooh, love this. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, this is kind of cool. And so I get kind of a, an idea of what's in her head. 
and then working with the stylist mm -hmm. where that's going and then talking to makeup and hair like okay yeah now i'm starting to see a, a, a full picture and then and then i'll put together a couple of things like i'll literally do mock-ups like what about this this or this and i'll send pictures the hard part is there she's like yeah i love all those i'm like ah oh, great so now i gotta like bring <laughs> everything and then we're gonna figure it out when we get there so sometimes you know we'll create multiple looks we'll bring it and then as she's getting makeup done, you know, she gets into her persona of like, okay, what am I feeling today? And she's like, yeah, those nails or no, let's go that direction. And, and we'll literally change things up, switch colors. Uh, oh, I love that. But you know what? I want some red in it or whatever. And we'll, we'll change it up on the spot. We'll mix colors on the spot. Like, oh no, I, I love that green, but we need something brighter. So, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to grab neon yellow, some neon blue. Let's take it up. And and make it even brighter. Do you often mix custom colors of polishes that you have? For sure. Oh, wow. Okay. I've never thought to do that. That school really paid off is because um, yeah. I've, I've got a pretty good way with color. And so we often will mix custom colors just to fit either the occasion, the mood, or just their attitude. Like, how are they, how are they feeling today? Mm -hmm. No, I want something a little sassier. Oh, okay. Well, let's take that brighter. Let's. No, this needs to be more bubblegum pink. Let's add a drop of blue into that blah, blah, blah. And we'll just, we'll, we'll change it up right there. Yeah. I love um, the glitter SNS and I get them done all the time. And I got them done like literally a day before lockdown started. I don't know what I was thinking. No. I was in denial. So I got them done. And basically I, instead of getting one of those home kits, I let them grow out. And I was like, I'm making disco French nails happen. I um, love it. So, so I had I had these like they were fully grown out and actually a manicurist saw it on Instagram and said no and sent me a kit. And I took them off at home. It was actually quite easy. But have you seen like what are the biggest mistakes you've seen people making when removing um, nail enhancements at home? Well, I think the biggest thing is that it's very satisfying to pick them off mm, like just to true. sit there and everyone actually loves it i'm like no you can't love it you have to stop because that sns that acrylic that gel polish is still adhered to the nail so even though it comes off mm -hmm. easy when you're pulling it off you're actually taking off you know layers of nail cells with it and so you're effectively thinning out your nail and then everyone's like oh, acrylics ruined my nails. And I'm like, no, you picking them off ruined your nails. Mm. Um, <laughs> the products themselves will not damage your nails. The The only time that really becomes an issue is, is people that leave them on too long because the products, as they age, they continue to tighten. Mm -hmm. They continue to lift. So they're because they're out of balance, they're going to put uh, undue stress on your nails. Those are That's the type of damage the products do. But usually if there's damage done, it's it's done by the person applying it because they're over prepping your nail. They're over roughing the surface versus just, you know, a nice smooth buffer to kind of clean things up or during the removal. They don't want to take the time because, you know, they've got another person on the clock. So they don't take the time to properly soak your nails, give them enough time so that the product can just easily remove. Instead, they're going to scrape it and grind it off uh, to try to get you in and out. And that's when usually the damage of the products will, will happen. Is there any products that you absolutely swear by for your clients, particularly those ones that you're doing maybe multiple times a week and you're kind of putting nails on and taking them off and redoing them? Do you swear by things like cuticle oils or um, you know exfoliating cuticle creams and things like that? I have a, a good base coat 
that I love in gel mm -hmm. and in polish. And they may not be the longest lasting base coat, but that's the whole point because they're more gentle on the nail. And because I'm changing it every couple of days or once a week, I like these because it helps the product to soak off in like less than five minutes. And so for me, okay. that really helps. But I, I swear by cuticle oil. Um, the key with all mm -hmm. of this, especially nowadays, you know, with COVID and us washing our hands 20 times a day and hand sanitizer 20 times a day, we're, we're stripping the oils and the moisture from our skin and nails. And so it's really important just to keep everything rehydrated. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of people with like rough cuticles and things like that, especially because of hand washing. For sure, for sure. And I don't know how many times, you know, you see a beautiful polish, but they don't rehydrate. So, you know, they've, they've removed product with acetone or, you know, solvent-based removers. So that's also pulling the moisture out of our skin. It takes the product off. They polish the nails and then they're like, oh, look at, I just had a manicure and their cuticles are rough and dry. And you're like, yep. no, you had a polish. A manicure yep. actually has a bit of uh, uh, of grooming and, and hygiene in there. So you really want to mm -hmm. definitely rehydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's one of the things people don't realize too, is that even nail polish dries out throughout the week and that it mm -hmm. nail polish itself is fairly porous. And so if you use a great cuticle oil with oils that, that are carrier oils that have like a small molecular weight, like rosehip oil, jojoba, Argon oil, these oils are designed to penetrate and take the other oils like uh, vitamin A, C, E, you know, that might be in there deeper. They'll actually penetrate into the polish and keep it more flexible and actually increase the wear of your polish. Right. So you should be doing it basically every day of the week. Every day of the week. It's, but the best time okay. I, I recommend to my clients is every night before bed. Just keep it on the nightstand, keep it by the bed, and then just rub it in. Or, you know, if, if at night, you do a little facial treatment. And if you're using a, face, uh, a facial oil or serum before bed, then rub that into your cuticles and your hands. That Those have the best ingredients. Okay, that's a good idea. Usually I put my excess product on the back of my hands. So I'm going to get that into my nails next time. And then, and then that gives it all night to work. And so you're going to see your best results that way. You'll find that your cuticles look better, your hands feel better, and your polish lasts longer and stays shinier as well. Amazing. Well, if that's one thing I take away from this interview, then at least my hands and nails are going to look nice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Tom. It was so nice to talk to you today. It was. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having <laughs> Hopefully me. Hopefully we'll um, we'll get Jayla on at some point and we'll <laughs> chat about you and Chris with her. <laughs> Bring on the whole team. That would be amazing. Yes, absolutely. We're in. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.